Welcome everybody, this is Ray of RebelEars.com with the second part of the Rebel Ears plugins. So today we got some special guests. Later on today, we got Jaquan Graham, we got Pour Up Um Pour It Up Sib, we got Cat on the Move, we also got Yacy Production, and we got Desi later on today. So starting off because it's gonna be a minute until they get on. I just want to let everybody know who I am. Um my name is Ray of RebelEars.com. Um, the website consists of different packs, different blogs, different podcasts, information dealing with what I learned from interning at Castle Hill Studios, going to school for audio engineering at SAE, from working with different um, artists and producers. It really um, all built from the aspect of, you know, just being focused on getting in touch with different individuals, especially trying to build my craft, trying to focus more on the lines of what can I do to move forward, especially um, music wise, because it took me some time to get to where I am right now from my multiple credits to um, opening up a website to uh, constantly posting on different um, um, social medias when it comes to uh, business tips, um, success tips, book tips, and even motivational quotes to, you know, for those who probably need to, you know, hear some reassurance on how to move forward or things of that nature. It helps me on the aspect of, you know, every day is different. So I might need some, you know, insight for the day to like help me to move forward and it really actually shows people comment all the time telling me thank you for sharing this this is um good information and then also yesterday uh, yl and i just put out the free sample pack the mix template and the mix template is basically you know stock um a stock template so all the plugins that you will have automatically on pro tools that you don't even have to buy all you have to have is pro tools Soon as you open up the mix template, you can go ahead and use it right off the um, off the bat. So you can open the template and then import your session in there and just organize it um, the way that it's already constructed. It's very easy to use and it's one of my favorite um, templates so far because this was my basic one I used when I was um, first working with Steve Fabicki because there was a lot of plugins that I had at the moment. So it took me some time to build up my, um, my, um, plugin catalog because plugins are expensive, but they are worth it. Especially if you're working on a mainstream project, you're going to need all the plugins that they have, because let's say, um, there's a plugin that they have that you don't have and you open up the session and you send it back to them. It's going to sound completely different from the session that they have. So that's something you want to watch out for. Another thing with the mix template, like, like I said, it's all stocked. One thing I do like about it is it emulates to an extent Steve's um, mix template. The only difference is there's a few um, ways plugin that's not on the stock um, template that you have to uh, purchase. So like the R compressor, the Puig Child 670. Um, I think there's another plugin I'm trying to think, but mainly those are the two he used generally. And I made my own template that we're going to put on the website probably in another two, three weeks because YL is actually working on his... Um, he's working on his um, ebook right now because I released one, I think it was like a few months ago, 10 quick tips to be a successful audio engineer. 
And it's been very beneficial for me, especially moving forward with different artists, different producers, different engineers, different clients, different studio owners. Um, it really helped. And I just love the fact that I can use it for the benefit of, you know, learning how to run a session, how to run a session from home, run a session from any studio, because I was blessed to be able to go to Castle Hill Studios and use their equipment anytime when I was interning. Um, I don't intern there now. Um, I stopped interning there, I think, like 2017, 2018. And since then, I've just been, I booked sessions at Castle Hill Studios. I know YL, he has a session. I think he has a session today, actually. So he's not going to be on the live stream today, but he will be on the next um, Rebel Ears plugins. And a few things that I want to let everybody know for today, we are going to be um, putting out a disc, a discount code to get 50% off on all the um, packs that we have. So right now we only have two to sell for right now. We're going to have more coming up in the near future. So we got the slime preset pack and then we also have the 420 pack. Now the slime preset pack is actually one of my favorites because um, it actually was when um, Steve and I was working on uh, Mike Will. Um, Mike Will made his two. Mike Will made his Ransom Two project, and there was um, Young Thugs. Uh, Young Thug was on the project, and I had to work on it. And I was inspired by the actual um, plugins because they were the actual the same plugins that Steve and I were using. So I decided to you know create a similar preset to the actual quality of um um young thug and right after right off the bat i was comfortable with using it and then from there i went to go ahead and build from you know using it and one thing i do love about using um new plugins because like there was some plugins on the ransom 2 that i didn't have that i had to purchase it was it was an eye opener knowing for the fact that I could go ahead and go to the studio and just, you know, work on anything I would like to. Um, and from there, when I got with um, Steve, he told me that there was, um, let me see, I'm trying to remember because Ransom too, it was so much we had to do. I had to um, work on, um, let me see, it was Ray Shrimmer. It was Migos, 21 Savage, YG, Lil Yachty, Young Thug. That one project got me so many credits. It's crazy. And, you know, that's what happens when you actually focus, knowing exactly what you want to do and where you want to go. And from there, it actually helped me to get become better with um, working with different artists, vocals, working with different um, producers. Because Mike Will, he has a catalog of uh, producers under his belt. I know, like, plus 30 Rock and so many more like 30 rock is a uh, amazing producer. He produced one of my f multiple favorites of mine, like um, King's dead. That was on the black Panther album with Kendrick Lamar, J rock and future. That was one of my favorite productions by him. He also produced uh, Cardi Barty um, and multiple other stuff. He actually produced uh, the box too uh, with uh, Roddy rich. So it was just fun knowing for the fact that I was dealing with some like, high-class producers and from 
Ransom 2, I remember, well, before Ransom 2, I was working with Steve Hibiki on Slim Life 2. And then after Ransom 2, that's when I was working on Troubles Project Edgewood. Like, it was fun because I literally, um, I say I was doing all the clean edits for the whole project. So I did the clean edits for um, uh, Troubles Edgewood album, which was fun. Uh, there was a lot of things um, I had to learn because, you know, with the industry, you, you got to be quick on your toes. You can't just, you know, stop from, you know, saying like, okay, I'm going to need a day or two. If they give you a time limit, it got to be done. So I had to, I think I had to mix a whole, no, not mix. I had to um, do the clean edit for the whole project in like a week. I think less than a week, actually, because I had to get I had to get all this, um, all the tracks. And then from there, I had to go ahead and um, clean it because there was so like trouble. He's a dope artist. It was just a lot of cussing. But of course, you know, when it comes to the industry, that's something that you might have to um, see. So when it comes to that, it was easy for me to like, OK, let me go ahead and tweak these um tweak these parts out go ahead and cut the cussing and then from there i had to make sure everything was balanced i had to listen to each track again because there was sometimes that you miss one word and you know when you miss a cuss word and have it on the radio the label gets charged and then of course that coming out of your pocket because you're the engineer who actually did the clean edit so that's something that you have to worry about and then after the Trouble album, I was with Steve when he was at um, Astro Studios. No, yeah. Astro, it used to be Zach Studio, but that was Astro Studios when Steve was working on Trim Life 3. And that was fun to um, work on, too, because he was working on so many songs on the project. I think it had a total of 27 songs because it was like um, Sway Lee, then um, Slim Jimmy, and then Ray Shrimmer. They had nine songs on each album. It was like basically three albums at once. And, you know, it was good to know on the fact that it was Steve Hibiki, it was Randy, and it was Jason Joshua, who was the main mixing engineers of the whole project. I, assistant engineer. And it was just fun knowing for the fact that, like, even Jason Joshua is someone I want to meet because he worked on some of the biggest hits uh, from Beyonce Formation to working with Drake, Kendrick Lamar, YG, like his list is big. And even like Justin Bieber, um, Daddy Yankee, like his his criteria is crazy. And I learned a lot of tips from watching um, Dave Pensado's videos, seeing Jason Joshua. And I just learned a lot from the fact that he was somebody that had experience, was in the music industry, and I literally worked on the same project as him. And then even Randy, he was, um, I remember Steve told me a story. He was, um, his, um, he mentored uh, Randy, actually. They knew each other for years. And I try to remember if Steve told him to come to Atlanta, because I think he lived in Wisconsin also to work with Ray Shrimmer. And from there, um, he's now there traveling um, engineer. Like he, I think he lives in LA now with them. And he just be, He's in the studio all the time with them. So it was fun to actually see, you know, that in the open from um, Randy talking to him on the phone a few times. Um, very humble person. 
learning some tricks of the trades from Steve and Randy, and then finding out that um, Randy also mixed um, uh, Sway Lee's single Guatemala. And uh, yeah, that was the song. And um, from there, I've been doing a lot of um, independent stuff. I know, well, Steve still sent me tracks here and there that I work on, but most of the time now I don't, it was very um, consistent because it was a lot that um, I had to learn. There was a lot that was um, time-based. It wasn't just like, okay, I'm going to send it to you, send it to me, whatever you can. Though It would be like, I'm going to send it to you. I need it done before like 7 p.m. And it might be like 12, 1 o'clock. And I might not even be at the house, so I might have to go ahead and tell him like, okay, it'll be done at 7. Send it to him by like 6.45, 6.50, because that's how you know, the industry is, you got to put in the work to, you know, get to where you want to go. So my goal was to actually build credits, which I have done. My next goal is to get my first plaque, which, um, I know it costs like two fifty, three hundred dollars $300 to get, like, if you have like a plaque for credits, yeah, you got to pay for your own plaque. You don't just get it mailed to you. It comes out of your pocket. Um, and then I also want to one day get a Grammy. That's a goal of mine. And I know for a fact it is possible. It just on the fact that I probably just going to have to be patient enough to know that it is coming in the near future. Um, I do want to work on a project with YL and I from, you know, picking different producers that we're connected with, having um, a project with different artists that we linked up with probably have DJ wave host it, you know, just a lot of ideas that we are um, coming out with, but that is a, um, an idea of mine. I don't just want to be, um, audio engineer. I want to be an executive producer of multiple projects. That's a, um, a goal of mine right now. And it is possible for the fact that I know exactly st the steps that I need to take, because I remember, um, seeing Mike will in the studio all the time working with like, many acts and I actually got the chance to uh, sit down, watch how he worked in the studio. Even there was a time when he was in um, the live room, it was just me and him. And, you know, I asked him a few questions. I know he was busy. He was on the phone with, um, 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 a few artists because he was trying to call to get, um, the, um, the tracks itself. Like, of course he sent a production. Um, they record to it. They send, the file back um to i think it was steve yeah it was steve that um they send the track to and this was at tree sound studio which is an amazing studio they have so many plaques from justin bieber beyonce backstreet boys in sync outcast like the list goes on so it was good to be in that environment knowing that you was actually within that spectrum of talented individuals and it was a good way for me to um, learn on what I need to do, especially starting um, my own company, Rebel Ears, and making the right moves instead of, you know, you know, saying you're going to do this and it doesn't come out as the way you plan. So that's something that you do have to take account of. And even with that, it was amazing for the fact that um, 
learning from different um, producers, artists, engineers. Those are the three main ones I'm usually um, focus on because that helped me to get where I am. And from there, I um, acquired new clientele from, um, let me see. Well, working on Ransom 2, I actually worked on the, it was a contest. I'm trying to remember who was a contest. It was something that dealt with Red Bull. So I had to deal with uh, the client of Red Bull when it came to like some of the um, sessions because I had to um, send them the stems. So that's basically having all the track outs, having all the tracks individually and making sure that you print um, the effects of the plugins within it. So just in case if like they perform it at a radio station and they just want the instruments, they don't have to have the plugins itself. And it's actually helpful on the fact that people do this all the time and I was just new to it. And, you know, from there it helps me to be a better, a better producer, a better um, engineer, but also a better um, individual when it comes to building clientele from, you know, seeing how different artists work with different engineers. Every artist, in my opinion, should learn how to mix their own music or have a friend who knows how to mix so they can um, help them. And that's something that was beneficial for me because it helped me to get to where I am right now. And we're going to be getting our first guest here in a minute, just trying to get everything set up from um, getting with YL about the 50% off on the um, packs that we do have. And then it's just a lot that we do have going on. It's just staying focused on the, um, the goal ahead. And the goal is let everybody know on the website, let people know on the ins and outs of the music industry, let them know exactly what I learned from different producers and artists, and then go from there. So right now, I'm going to go ahead and pause this with, um, let me see. Not going to pause it really. I'm going to just, um, y'all probably going to still hear me. Just trying to get everything um, put together with the special guests, the 50% discount. You can go ahead and go to the rebelears.com website and go ahead and download the free mix template. That said, it's, um, it's by YL and I. And like I said, I've been um, using it for a while and it's very beneficial. And like I said, it's helpful, especially if you're trying to build your craft. Let me see. Okay. About to get our first guest here in a minute. And he is a good friend of mine, Paul Upset. Uh, we actually had an interview um, a while back. I didn't load it up yet because um, still got a lot of other episodes got to load up on the podcast. But his will be coming out in the next few weeks. Um, very talented uh, producer, good friend of mine. Um, let me see. Who else did I worked with? I worked with. I remember I met Music Soul Child multiple times at Castle Hill Studios when um, Dan Cohen was alive. Rest in peace. Um, it was when I was first interning at Castle Hill Studios when I first met Music Soul Child because I was like, he looks familiar. And then um, I asked Dan, Dan, is is that Music Soul Child? He was like, oh yeah, that's um, one of my longtime clients. And I was shocked because. 
you know, normally when you go to a studio, of course, you see artists, clients coming back and forth. But I was just amazed by Music Soul Child because he's like, um, in my opinion, a living legend when it comes to like R&B music. He has a great catalog of like heartful music. And I just very, I really respect his vibe, especially like at his platform. And then I met his manager, too. I asked him in-depth questions about the music industry, how to, you know, stay relevant, how to keep moving, how to tour. And it was very beneficial for the fact that he wasn't closed off on just keeping the information to himself. It was helpful to the fact that anything I had a question for, he was open to answer. And there's people who are open to, you know, give that kind of information out because some people feel like they don't have to. So right now I'm gonna go ahead and bring in my first guest. Actually, it's a duo, uh, Pour It Up Sip and Cat on the Move. So let me go ahead and bring them in. What's up? What's good, what's good, what's family. Up, what's up? How y'all doing today? Great. Doing How are good. you? Oh man, wonderful. Just working on the live stream. Got the website open, and now I got y'all on. Got a, well, I won't I won't take up too much of your time, but I do have some specific questions for y'all, especially. You know, as an artist and a producer working together, how does that um, how does that work out? Because I know a lot of people talk about how they want to, you know, be in a relationship and build off that. But I've seen people talk about it and not really stay focused. And I know y'all been working for years. So how did that work out? Ladies first. <laughs> well, you know, I will say it's all about putting the time in to understand how each other person operates, how they understand, how you need to talk to them, the etiquette, you know, the tone, the understanding. For us, it's been a little, it, like, we've had our ups and downs because I'm, I'm a new artist, you know? So yeah. he's been in the game for, like, 15, 16-plus time, you know, a year. So i just been pretty much trying to soak up everything that I can from him, and he's been trying to understand what type of artist I am, the market, that I represent, you know, and just really trying to soak up that knowledge as well, you know, understanding how that world works. So I think it's been, I think it's been great. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a, been a journey, man. It's, it's been a beautiful yeah. journey. Though. Like, you know, um, just, just when you, I say from an engineering and producing aspect, like finding the artist and locking in with them is probably one of the best things that you could ever do because yeah, like, you know, when you when you doing sessions, you running sessions, you gotta be on point. You know what I'm saying? It might be something an artist asked for and and you gotta pretty much already know where to go and how to do that, cause somebody paying for your time. So like when you when you do when you're working with an artist, then you building with them, these are the times that you can actually experiment and learn what some of the things that and learn how to create, you know what I'm saying? When you're creating your own sauce or specifically the sauce for that artist. Yeah. You, you basically had that time where you don't have that much pressure on you and it's like it ain't like okay i gotta finish this because this person trying to get this 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 yeah. this session done you know what i'm saying so now i can really experiment go in and, and i can play around with stuff and it's no pressure you know what i'm saying so i feel like that's 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 the best time really to to experiment and learn and then and then you then you building your bond with an artist and it's like when you build them connections and you're working with somebody that is not just like a um you know, just like it, when you when you got a better relationship with them, you know what I'm saying? It's it, it stuff you feel it better. Should I say? I say like the the music you working on, like it, yeah. it, it carry like a place in your heart. You feel me? 
instead of just something being just a job. You feel me? Yeah. yeah, it's like y'all can automatically sync because y'all already know each other vibe for being together for X amount of years. But from there, y'all can go in the studio, y'all catch the vibe, y'all automatically know like, okay, I know she's going to like this. And then you might be writing a verse or a part and she's like, okay, I might need sis to assist me because I do know with some producers and artists, they do share like writing credits. Like there might uh-huh. be a line that she might not know. I know Henry does that a lot of times. Right. I know, I know with y'all because you have a um, in-house studio, especially during COVID. So it's like whenever, and that's that's amazing in itself that you don't really have to go to the right. studio. Mm-hmm. But I do know that a lot of people have like in-house studios and like don't use it for like two, three weeks goes by. What helps y'all to stay consistent with just you know coming out with like different tracks, get different productions and stuff in that nature. Well, actually, you know what I'm saying? We, we, since it's kind of been like when we first started, I was pretty much doing everything, like all of her stuff, you know what I'm saying? But now yeah. it's, it's at a point to where she done branched off and she got different producers like Henry, you know what I'm saying? She working with other, other different producers and different studios she going to as well. So like where they need me just to record, that's what I do. And I'll fall back and let her have her creative process with other people because that's that's helping expand her brand. She built her connection with other people and yeah. doing all that as well. You know what I'm saying? Not just having to wait on me for everything or try to get me to do everything. You know what I'm saying? Which which that's where we was at the beginning stage. Because, you know what I'm saying? I was more focused on trying to craft her sound and stuff. But like now, like we branching off and, and she doing things on her own. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's beautiful. You feel me? Yeah. That's actually good because I do know like there's some people who like, okay, a producer might be the executive producer of the artist's whole project, right? And right, right, I right. can see that in a way, like how it started off with you and Kat in the beginning, that's how it was formed. Mm-hmm. But there's some producers automatically like, you know, I got to do everything for this artist, like kind of like in a way management. And it right. really like tears a riff from the artist and the producer even being in the same studio. So that's a good thing on, mm-hmm. you know, having enough space for each other so y'all can you know, like you might be in a room producing, she might be in a room collaborating with a different producer, just, you know, building catalog. Right, yeah. right. And that's why I say like 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 you can also do like that's why I advise anybody who who producing and stuff to also learn the engineering because at the end of the day, I don't have to produce everything for her. And if I did, that would only give her one type of sound. So she got other people she working with. So I still can get a, a credit with an engineering credit. You feel me? If that's what I got to do, if I got to mix, if I got to, uh, you know, certain chords of vocals, I got to do do some effects on some. I ain't really got to worry about the beat. I can just do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So really just whatever, whatever you can do, learn as much as you can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can do as much as you can. You can do anything, man. If you, if you, if you learn how to do anything in the music industry, even if you songwrite, you know what I'm saying? You could, you could be a, better, a songwriter, and that'll help get your foot in the door or, or help you get a credit on a situation instead of you just having to be focused on one thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, But not to say that you shouldn't try to master what you're doing, but, you know what I'm saying, put your 10,000 hours in, but also understand that there's other avenues and people got multiple talents, you know what I'm saying, multiple ways mm-hmm. to, to, to help out. Yeah, I believe um, being a jack of all trades, especially when it comes to music, so you don't have to be dependent. Let's right. say someone's mixing a party, you like, Bro, why is it so high? Like, it's ringing my ears. And you know automatically, like, you got to turn that down, bring this up. Yeah, it actually makes a producer 
um, a better producer because you know automatically like okay I like my kick and the 808 sounding and I gotta mix it so they can blend together the snare hitting too hot like mm-hmm. stuff in that nature it helps you out to be like the best thing in the room so Kev might be in the room with the engineer and you can be like okay go ahead and punch in from right here uh, we can add a bridge right here so the creative control is actually beneficial knowing all that you know right right right, right. Definitely makes the the process smoother. Yeah. Once the artist, because you know, like now we work fast, and like now it's like I know what I want now. Like I have in my, my artist identity per se. So it's mm-hmm. like I just be like, "Hey, all right, this is what I'm hearing. Let's try to see if we can make this happen." You know right. what I'm saying? Or I will go with yeah. other producers and come back and bring some different sound, and then he'll sauce it up. You know, like yeah. so. Helps you keep okay. motivated. Mm-hmm. Efficient, you know what I'm saying? When you, when you got your workflow. Yeah. Streamlined and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So let me ask y'all this. When it comes to y'all working together, because I do know, Kat, you speak, um, you speak, what, what is it, Dominican Republic? Or? I speak Spanish, yes. Okay, Spanish, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yeah, so you speak in two different languages because I heard, like, your project, and I know how you blend the two together. And then y'all actually travel to the Dominican Republic to record um, one of your songs. How does that work, you know, working with, like, two different languages and you bring it out in your music? Honestly, so it's, like, it's good, and then sometimes it's, like, it drives you crazy because... You just getting like all types of like, like sometimes I have to kind of change my mind. Like, okay, I'm I'm like Americanized cat on the move. Like, and then it's like this is the island side of cat on the move. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm yeah. both. I was born and raised in DR, so it's like it's beautiful that I I get to just blend stuff. So I kind of like just go with what's most natural to me. Like, for example, I can just start freestyling and vibing and catching a vibe in Spanish. And then if I hear something in English, like, I'll throw it in there or, you know, sometimes it can be a little confusing, like a little like too much, you know, like sometimes you get too much from both sides. So, yeah. yeah. But I can see how it works out because you can work with the artists internationally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a, a blessing being able to work with different people. You know what I'm saying? But it's definitely cool just seeing her process of, cause you know sometimes you be want to she be want to say a lot, but it's like translating that from a Spanish idea to an English idea, yeah. like you know sometimes Spanish they be having slang it might they might say something but it don't even mean the same thing it do in English so it's be like okay now we got to figure out how to make this sound like the idea of what you're trying to say but trying to make it sound better in the language that we're trying to you know trying to make it. Fit the meaning. Right. It's the hardest part. Without putting in too many words or too many syllables and yeah. shit sometimes. So like, so like sometimes like one word of English, one sentence, like three words could mean like a whole sentence in Spanish. Like, mm. and esto, like, it's like, it's totally different. So like lately I've been working on just simplifying my, 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 like my writing. Cause so mm-hmm. I like, I used to pack up the melodies a lot, like pack up the, the lyrics and then now it's, I'm learning to just, it's, it's songwriting. You know what I'm saying? It's just becoming, yeah, becoming a better songwriter, knowing when of the yeah. flow, you know what like I'm saying? Yeah, so it's been a process. Like, I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. And then I do know, um, 
I was talking to Henry. I think um, he talked about it um, a while ago. I know that Sip just said it too. Like you and Henry are working on a track or two, right? Mm, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm actually excited yeah, to hear it too. Oh yeah, it's it's fire. Yeah, it's dope. We're, we're gonna do a couple more things. Like we're gonna work. Like. Oh yeah, and then I know Henry been working too. So with um with Sip. When you working with um, different producers, I know, how does that work on, on your end? Because I do know some producers, they collab on the drums or the instruments. What What's your signature when you're working with like a like a, a collab real quick? Man, usually, I ain't going to front. Like, usually, most niggas hit <laughs> me up for them weird vocal sounds. Like, I don't know. Like, I just like to take vocal samples and just, like, do crazy shit with them and like reverse them and, and like chop them up and just have it sounding totally different. And then yeah. like, so I just like, I don't know. That's, that's, that's pretty much like the, one of my main ways. Oh, it's, yeah. It's like making these crazy, like vocal sounds and shit, vocal like boxes and just any type of just like vocal samples and shit. I like to like do crazy stuff with them. Okay. So with Cat, because I do know with artists, they have their own like writing process. What what helps you if you like get like a writer's block? Is there like some type of training that you do to help you to um, break that? Actually, yeah. Um, at first, I didn't have one. So I was just like not write for like weeks. Like I'd be like, ah, my inspiration is gone. Yeah. But now... Like, for the past year, I've been really just... Sometimes I just go and, like, listen to, to uh, African jazz or, like, bossa nova. Like, just instrumentation just to just to kind of register, right? Like, just to let yeah. it register and just feed my imagination. And then without me even trying, I'd be, like, doing other things. And i just be like... Like, something just come over and I'd be like, oh, I gotta write it down real quick. So they just keep coming. So... Um, I listen to a few, like, I have, like, a few artists that I listen to or, like, a type of music. Like, I love African music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes I go back to the roots and I go listen to some, like, super old reggaeton or, like, super old, just, uh, just old school stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll just yeah. let my mind kind of, like, relax from all the listening to other artists stuff. Like, I just chill and listen to jazz, like, African jazz. Like different types of jazz, just instrumentation that helps me just kind of relax my mind and not overthink stuff, you know? Yeah, that makes sense too. Like changing the vibe of the scene. You might be working on a trap and you might just need a little jazz. And then it might even help you to create the hook or something. So, yeah, I heard someone, well, I remember I met this one guy when he had writer's block. He just freestyled the whole day, he just look around and just start freestyling like, I'm sitting down in a chair and, you know, stuff of that nature. And he said that helps him out instead of having writer's block. He actually mm -hmm. rap a verse about what he did that day. So I oh, can see dope. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sip, with you, because I know every producer had their favorite plugins or software. And I remember we did this before, but I know, like, because of COVID, it's been months since we've seen each other. I don't know if you're using any new plugins or any new software. Like what? What's like your to go to as of right now? Like five So like as of right now, this is probably gonna sound crazy, but like <laughs> one of my go to plugins that I've really been using like all the time has been Edison. All Edison? Studio. Yeah, Edison. 
because what I've been doing right is I've been I've been using like just I just been coming up with like crazy ass ideas and like and like making weird ass sounds and it's like oh man like okay how, so I just record it into Edison and then once I record it into Edison it's a it's a sample. So now I got a sample, and then now I just take the sample, and then I do even more stuff to it. You know what I'm saying? So when you say it's like a sample, is it like um, saturation, kind of like you put it on tape? Yeah, because uh, basically all you got to do on, on FL, right, is yeah. they got a plug-in called Edison that you could put, like on your master track or whatever, just wherever you put it. But all oh, you yeah, do is just whatever plug, you yeah. plan, yeah, whatever you plan. Like if I'm playing anything on whatever VST I'm using, I can just press record on Edison and then it's gonna record it whatever I did, like whatever I just played, or whatever sound I just played, oh. or whatever, whatever anything that's coming, any type of sound that's coming through, it's gonna record that. Even the clicker, like if you got a clicker on, it's gonna record that sound too. So like, okay, I just been recording whatever the fuck sound I I do. Cause I just that's how I be coming up with ideas sometimes. Like you know, I don't even know where it's going. I'm just playing some shit. I was just like, okay, all right, this sound cool, but let me see if I can really just freak this shit. So I just I put it to Edison and then I drag it down in the FL. So now I done made a little sample. You know what I'm saying? So now it's a sample. And now with this sample, I could chop it up even more. I can reverse it. I could drag. I like to drag it into uh RK. I've been using RK too. Oh yeah, RK. Yeah, a lot of people use RK. Yeah, it got a lot of, you know what I'm saying? And I don't even like just using the melodies on there. I just like using the vocal chops and, and the vocal samples, you know what I'm saying? Because, all right, or I could just, I don't even got to use they sample. You could just plug the sample that you just made into Edison, and then I, I could drag that into Arcade and just use some of the parameters and stuff they got on there, and then mm -hmm. make shit sound even crazy too. So, like, I just been doing that, man, just, like, experimenting, but definitely been using Edison a lot, like, just for that, just for making my own samples, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so we need four more. <laughs> <laughs> you can go down the list real quick if you want, unless you want to, you know, give a description of why you like it. Okay, so like, like I said, arcade. I definitely like arcade because that's, yeah. um, you know, it got a lot of different vocal samples and and just different type of sounds. Like when you just need that extra. Okay, like you might need a a, a fucking horse galloping or some shit like in my and then you make that shit sound like some hi hats or something like you know what I'm saying yeah like, you, you can find weird sounds and just all type of stuff that's just like oh that's that extra little ear candy I need you know what I'm saying so I like that um honosphere definitely no gotta have the honosphere that's of course yeah and, uh <laughs> the arteria collection that's definitely one that got the vintage sounds like that has yeah, like yeah. I forgot how many different VSTs it is in that whole collection, but it's, it's a lot. Yeah, man. And it's definitely worth it. So if you can get that, I would definitely recommend that you get that one. Um, what else have I been using? Yeah, just one more. I'm surprised you didn't say, like, normally people say Nexus, but, you know. Yeah, man, you know, I, I, I ain't been on Nexus like that in a minute just because I just, yeah. I wore that shit out so much. Not to say that yeah. I don't go back to it now and then, but, like, I try to like do, I try to challenge and do and do something different. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's why I like the Arteria collection because they got so many like weird sounds and like vintage type sounds that it's just like, oh man. And then you can just, you know, you can start crazy stuff with that. Um, uh, you know, I, I would definitely say contact. 
contact just because it has so many um just different banks. Mm-hmm. And I like the way that the banks like like they got one it's like a flute, right? But like some of the buttons that you press, they don't play a sound, it just changed the way that the flute play. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. you could really make it sound like more organic with some of the uh the the bank sound base and stuff in, in, in contact. So I would definitely say contact too. And then okay. they got exhale. Exhale is a um is another product by uh output, which they make arcade as well. And yeah, Exhale output makes so much. Yeah, and they they got yeah um exhale. I use that one too just for the like I said, I like to make different vocals chops and vocal sounds and stuff. So arcade, I mean not arcade, but um um exhale. They got a bunch of those sounds on there as well. Okay, so um real quick, cat. When you recording, right? When you um get in the process of walking in the studio, do you have like people say ritual? Is there like a method that you have every time you go in, like some breathing technique, or you have to have like an incense or something? No, not really. Other than maybe smoking a blunt <laughs> 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 and having some. Hey, that's some that's your method, yeah. Some hot turmeric and ginger, cinnamon tea, you know, just sip okay, it. Okay, that's good. I like the lights. Like, I need to have my lights. Lights are a big thing. Like, different lights. Like this, you know? They inspire yeah, me. Yeah. It's just about a whole, it puts me in a whole mindset, like, like, to kill it, you know? Like, vibe out, like. But yeah, I don't really yeah. have, like, a counting eminence and shit, like, before I don't do that, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Some people be, you know, they have their own like setup. Like they have to have like candles all around them. Some people be walking oh, yeah. around with sage, change the energy. Yeah, I but, like candles. Yeah, look, gotta yeah, have but, it all the time. <laughs> yeah, but the tea is actually a good method because a lot of people will be, you know, down like drinking water before a session, making sure you're hydrated, making sure you know you're not your voice, your vocals not dry. So tea is, I recommend that all the time. Like I. Um, if I'm recording an artist, I ask them, like, would you like a cup of tea? Most of them say, yeah, especially singers, like, mm-hmm. they they love honey. Oh, yeah. And honey is very beneficial, especially if you're going in the booth for X amount of hours. Right. And also, like, tea kind of, like, decompresses you, like, like, it helps you breathe, like, it moves the gases around, like, to, it just yeah. clears you, it gets you ready to, like, because you got to breathe different when you're recording, so... It's like cold water is good, but like too cold is not good. It makes me like, it's just, I breathe different for some reason. Yeah, it got to be room temperature for me. I understand. Yeah, yeah. same. So. Yeah. But it does make sense, especially like if you have like a six to eight hour session or an all day session. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're going to need, you're going to need honey. If not, you're going to just be raspy, your throat sore, can't even go to the session the next day. Yeah. Yeah. That's happening to me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I, I you know what I use a lot. Um, I buy the oregano oil, like a drop, and I like literally put two to three drops in my like down my throat before I go to bed, and I sip on hot tea, and then the next day I'm like, who like? It's spicy now, if y'all. It's buy it, spicy, it, yeah. Burn. That shit gonna burn. Oh, don't yeah. taste it. Don't taste it. Just put it there. Let it run down your throat. Help you your mucus up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, right. mucus buildup is a big thing. Like I've been doing research on that. And it just helps you to like breathe easier. It just feels different. And mm-hmm. 
Like that is recommended. I would recommend that right there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see because there was two more questions I have. So for Sip, um, trying to see with you working with like, um, like let's say a random artist want to hit you up, right? How would they get in touch with you? Um, you can always hit me up on IG, like to reach out. You know what I'm saying? And then, um. Uh, if you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? You got my number, you can always hit me up. <laughs> I always just give my number out to everybody like that, but you feel me? Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, so, like, if someone wants to hit you up, just DM you? Yeah, DM me, or or if you know some of my people, reach out to them, you know what I'm saying? Have them hit me up. <laughs> we can go like that, but most definitely just the, the best way would be to DM me, or you can email me as well, poiredupsip at gmail.com. I'm saying. Yeah, if you're serious too, I'm, right, I know a lot of people serious, will be yeah. like, "Hey man, hey, can you like send me two beats just to test out, man? Come on, man, you you got me right, right? Like, come on, send me a beat. You know, you know what one producer did? He oh, yeah, every yeah. time, every time someone tried to hit him up, like, can you just send me something to just like vibe to? He'll record an audio of him like, oh, <laughs> and send it to them. <laughs> Hey, hey, I, I just sent you a free beat, man. You can't be mad at me. Right. You can't be mad. <laughs> yeah, it'd it be funny because I, I believe, like, you should show value to the producer and engineer. Like, if you're an artist, of course, you guys spend money to, you know, create your project. But you got to pay, you know, the producer their worth and the engineer what they're worth. Because right. without the producer, you have acapella. Without the right. engineer, you have a bad mix. So right. I understand that. And then with Kat, if someone wants to get in touch with you. Yeah, I can hit me up on IG, the same. You know, that's the quickest way. Cat on the move. K-A-T-O-N-T-H-E-M-U-V. And you can also hit me up at catonthemove at gmail.com. If you're serious. If you're serious. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a big thing because, you know, you just don't want random people just hitting you up for no reason. And they just, they just hit me up for the wrong reasons. Like, a lot of people hit me up for the wrong, just to talk, you know. And that's cool, but it's like, just to say hi, like, super random people. But it's cool, you know, but for yeah, business. Leave that in the comment, you know, not a DM. Try, yeah, but you can shoot me a DM, like, if you want to work, you know, if you want to know more about my music and stuff. Yeah. Collaboration. Uh, well, I want to go ahead and say thank you, Sip and Kat, for, you know, giving me this time to talk to y'all, pick y'all brains a little. Um, I'm going to hit y'all up later today, but again, thank you. Thank you for having us. All right, no problem, no problem. I'll talk to y'all later. All right, buddy. All right. So my next guest I'm about to bring up is Jaquan Grand, um, a talented artist, engineer, producer, entrepreneur, like the list goes on. I'm going to go ahead and bring him up real quick. So here he is. Uh, screen went black for a second, but I know he's um, coming back on. So I met him at SAE when I was um, um, going to school for audio engineering. And I met him at his, at his brother um, at night class. And there was something about him that intrigued me because he was he wasn't just an artist he was actually like i said entrepreneur like he put money to fund his own company he had artists under him he produced like majority of his project he wasn't scared to talk to different producers artists engineers he had so many different projects out um 
I'm trying to remember. It was um, he has so many songs that I enjoy. Like you could listen to any of his projects um, on any uh, streaming sites. Um, other than that, let me see. I'm trying to remember everything else because I know he performed at so many events I went to. He worked with a lot of artists that I'm linked up with. I remember his last project. He worked with a friend of mine, um, Jay Nolan. They actually met at one um, networking event I had. I think it was um, at Buckhead Saloon. It was like um, a night off of it. It was basically with different people, um, different backgrounds from studio owners, um, uh, creative designers of different clothing lines, um, artists, producers, uh, graphics designers, um, website developer. It was just a lot of people who had like different experience that actually opened up for the aspect of me trying to, you know, build with them. And it was fun for the aspect of, you know, just creating something out of nothing, bringing people in just to see their insights. So I got Jaquan in, going to go ahead and bring him in. Here he is. Hey, How you doing, man? How you doing? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I hear you perfectly, man. How you doing, though? Pretty good, man. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, you know, doing the best I can right now, trying to maneuver through this whole crazy COVID situation and um, just trying to put some stuff together. But thank you for having me be a part of the, uh, the show. Hey, no problem. But I do know COVID did not stop the process with you because you stayed consistent. And then I remember you, your daughter has an app, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I created her a video game called Callie's Cleanup. Um, took me like four or five, four to five months to actually put it together. It's like a small mobile app game. Um, and just kind of just been working that avenue as much as I can as far as marketing, um, doing more updates with it. And just kind of just building her her legacy as well uh, um, as as a parent. You know, she's four years old. So just trying to have her to have some things in, in her name. So when she gets older, she can definitely be able to utilize them from a business standpoint. Yeah, that's smart, too, because like I was just um, describing you. You're not just an artist or producer, engineer, like you're an entrepreneur all, all around because one reason I started this uh, live stream because you inspired me from your live stream that you invited me to. So again, thank you for that. That was one. And then two, since SAE, you wasn't just uh, focusing on making a project. You was focused on creating the visuals for the project. You and your brother had like different music videos. You was um, working as the um, director of all the videos. You was working with different artists that you had under you. You was um, you funded your own um, label too. So it was a lot that I learned from you that a lot of people really don't take in consideration on you know putting putting funds in your own so you can have ownership and that's what you have yes sir yes sir that's that was definitely one of the uh just thank you for even putting uh shining the light on that just because you're absolutely right man a lot of people really don't you know focus on the ownership part on um, part of it you know everybody kind of want to just you know whether it be be a part be a part of something sign something you know they just want to be a part of something so i think yeah. going in i always kind of you know, as far as from, and this is back in 2013, you know, I was just like, man, mm. wanting to learn more about the business. Um, that's, that's what even draw, um, um, connected me to SAE, you know, wanted to learn a little bit more about the business, um, and just learning more from it, man, you know, just, uh, all the stuff that we acquired from school, even before yeah. school, you know, I was kind of setting myself up. Like I started my business before I even went to SAE. So we was in mm. SAE 2015, 
my business got up and my LLC got up and running around 2014. So I was already kind of like going in that direction as far as ownership. Yeah. Thank you. I had for a business that. mindset already. Yes, okay. Sir. Yes, sir. yes, sir. And then after graduating SAE, it didn't stop from there because you were still going to, um, I remember you were telling me, yeah, man, I'm about to um, go to another class. I'm like, what? We just graduated. Oh, no, no. It's another school. Yeah. Yeah. So after SAE, <laughs> I definitely started going to another school. I started going to uh, Chattahoochee Technical College for design and media, which is uh, yeah. in Marietta. I was staying in Marietta at the time. Um, and I started going there to learn more about visual design. Um, videography, uh, photography, uh, just things of that nature, web websites, um, coding, um, just everything, man, animation, yeah. 3D animation, just learning a lot of different, different skills that I felt like um, I can also utilize as an artist. Because when we look back as an artist, right, even yeah. by some of the skill sets we've learned from um, SAE, um, learning how to have the knowledge as far as what mixing is, what mastering is, what an actual audio engineer does, that allowed me to be able to kind of understand the jargon. So when I did sit down with a, whether it be a, a more professional audio engineer, I kind of understood what they were saying when they were talking about EQs or compressions based off of my knowledge from SAE, vice versa, even with the, uh, the, the old school I just graduated from, you know, understanding <laughs> more about graphic design and design and coding. So when I sat down with, if I wanted to work with the graphic designer, if I wanted to work with um, a different videographer, I had the opportunity to understand what i want i understood the vision i understood yeah. exactly how to say and how to get there and if i couldn't work with that individual i can do it myself that was kind of really one of the uh the main things that i wanted to try to uh, make sure i could do yeah put your input in knowing exactly what you're talking about because like i tell everybody all the time like even with me, there's still stuff I'm learning it's from social media marketing, email marketing, um, have your own website selling product. There's stuff to learn. And people mm -hmm. acting like, well, how can I learn it? Google and YouTube. Exactly. That's like even with this uh this festival, like I'm grateful that you you're um you're able to put something on like this and you saying me, I inspired you. Well, I was inspired by um, someone we both know and Jay Nolan when he did yeah. his, he did his festival I was like man I want to do something like that so you just see how it's like once you take individuals who have the same drive who wants to you know who have like this creativity and who want to create these things you kind of start yeah. seeing how that domino effect starts to happen where it's just like exactly one person does it, another person does and they constantly keep growing I think that's the most important and amazing thing about it so I'm just grateful to see that you actually took it upon yourself and be like, hey, I'm gonna build my community around this and I'm gonna do something, do something to um do something similar. So it's dope to actually see that you're doing this as well, bro. So congratulations. Oh uh, man, thank you. Exactly. Because I do believe like you should be inspired by others instead of trying to bring somebody down, like, oh, he did a live stream. It was okay. You should see it on the aspect of like what you can learn from it, how you can build from it. And then, you know, even if you can share it, because Jay Nolan, like he's very knowledgeable, especially when it comes to the music industry from his background, from credits. And even with you, like you all around amazing because it's not just the music side of it. It's the visual. You're doing audio, you're doing the visuals, you put in the money behind it. You actually put in like, even when you came out with, um, with your festival, you already had mapped out every artist, every um, producer, um, even different aspect when it came to the behind the scenes. Like you have everybody listed. It was very organized. And that's a big thing in itself. If you wasn't organized, like I don't even think 
the way that you transitioned from SAE to your technical um, technical college, it wouldn't have worked in that favor because you already had the mindset of like, okay, I already got the LLC. I'm going to go to um, SAE for audio engineering and learn from there. After um, SAE, I'm going to go ahead and learn about like visuals, dealing with coding, graphic design. So what, what's, what's next for you, man? I got to know that now. Well, I'm in school again, <laughs> which is another thing. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm, in, I'm in North Carolina right now. So Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm I remember. School. Yeah, I'm, I'm in school now for gaming and coding. So just a Ooh. little bit more. Uh, so when I was at Chattahoochee, I learned some about coding, but it was more so um, geared towards uh, like web design. So like building websites, this form of coding is just kind of just understand a little bit more about programming. So how to create basic programming is like, calculators or things of that nature you know just little programs that you can see throughout your your um your, your laptop or even your desktop yeah. or whatever device you're using um so understanding more about that and also the gaming portion because i feel like and the reason why i wanted to jump into gaming portion that's the reason why i even end up creating my daughter a game just kind of understanding what i was doing in school i was like man i can take this and create something myself because i wasn't we wasn't even doing we haven't even did mobile programming in school this was mm. kind of some of the stuff i learned on the fly and i was able to create something like that for her but um i just feel like when we think about entertainment we think about music i feel like everything is kind of switching towards uh like a lot of gaming, you know, like so many yeah. people is kind of getting into that actual feel when we talk about live streaming, you know, with Twitch, Twitch yeah, things, right. So I'm like, man, I want to kind of know the basics behind these things because we can jump into that field and whether it be we try to become a gamer, you know, wh whatever type of lane we want to do, we can. I felt like I wanted to jump in a lane that was a little bit different and kind of understand how it works, you know, how the actual gaming industry works you know just because yeah. i look at it like and i was just explaining this to someone because i recently just released a short film i just released a short film like two days ago yeah um, i watched it yeah man and i wanted to and i had people reaching out to me said they wanted to do something with me something like that and i was like i was saying like man i'm actually working on something really really big kind of centered around that so i have this five-part series which is a spoiler but i have a <laughs> i have a five-part series where uh i'm gonna have these stories connect so it's gonna be more so uh you have some filming aspects of it some um you have of course some music aspects of it some uh you know some 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 books, all these different things, but it's going to lead into an actual video game, but on a major scale. So, oh, I, wow. I'm, I'm, yes, yeah, so I'm creating something like like that just because I feel like when we think about gaming, right, when you think about how gaming is now, whether it be 2K yeah. or any other game that people are you know, interested in, you look at how um, the direction they're going. Most of these games, they have animation in it, right, to actually create the game. Then yeah. on top of that, you think about a game like Grand Theft Auto or like I say, even like a 2K, they also have heavy, heavy elements of music, right? So music is heavily embedded into these games, right? You see something mm -hmm. like Fortnite where they had Travis Scott, you know, he can't, you know, he had, had oh, a yeah. stream. So you see music is definitely, you know, is embedded into the game. So not only do you have the music elements, animation elements, you have some games now who also have some small filming elements as far as stories that go throughout throughout the actual game. If you pay attention yeah. to some of these games, they have some really, really 
impeccable story. Like, why is that? As far as like the actual main storyline, like it has actual stories where somebody physically had to write a script, and you know, yeah. you had to have these different actors. And now, even some of the stuff I've been learning about gaming, how they actually create the games, they treat it as it's a full-fledged movie Hollywood production, like a film, as far as how they bring the actors in, how they exactly. act scenes. So I'm looking at all these things. I'm like, man, when people think about gaming, people think about it, of course, it's an inter- it, it, it entertains people, but there's so many different elements, like even from the audio engineering aspect. Like when, one of my classes, I was learning about gaming and stuff. They had an audio engineer, and he was talking about how he got all his sounds. And I'm looking at like the stuff he was doing. Everybody in my class, they didn't know what he was saying because they was in it just for the gaming portion. I'm sitting there listening to him like, man, everything he was talking about is what we was learning in the SAE. So it just yeah. kind of made me feel like, man, all this stuff that I've been learning over the years is starting to kind of mesh together. You know, like everything is kind of starting to combine. So it's not just you got audio engineers on this side. You have music and producers on this side. You have filmmakers and videographers on this side. You have directors on this side. You have games on this side. All this stuff is kind of meshed into one now. So I'm looking at all these different aspects and like, man, how blessed and grateful I am to be a part of each lane. If you look at it, you know, cause I've have, you know, I have, you know, connections to each of these roles. So I think the beauty of it is to be able to mesh it together and create something. Because like I said, I just kind of, that's something I'm really actually interested in now. And I want to yeah. kind of put some, shine some light on that. So my thing right, really right now, just combining those elements together. Everything I've been kind of talking about, everything I've been working on, just combining those together into one. And what's crazy because how you was talking about Twitch, because gaming now is a sport in itself. A lot of it people... Is. Acting like, well, I don't believe that. Um, the guy Ninja from Fortnite is. I'm trying to remember if it was either fifty thousand or five hundred thousand a month he makes. And I can believe that. Um, I yeah. saw something recently, and it was one of the. I don't know if it was Ninja or if it was anybody else who's like high in that gaming world, but yeah, compare his. I guess his salary or what he makes from playing games like annually. And they compared it to the MVP and Giannis, uh, onto, uh, Giannis from uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, the MVP that we had in NBA this year. I mean, yeah. like, they compared both of their salaries. And the person that was gaming made 10 more million or like five more million dollars than somebody that was in the NBA that's an MVP. So you're telling me somebody that's in gaming <laughs> making more than the, the MVP of basketball right now as far as from an annual salary. So it just goes to show you there's so much money to be made in that mm-hmm. actual field, if you know what you're doing, and of course you're working through the right channels, because you're not just, you know, just like even people when think about music, you're not just gonna start doing it automatically, just blow up and get wealthy. I think it's an art to it that you have to actually work on, especially being consistent too. Definitely, definitely. definitely and then one, yeah. And then one thing you were saying because the storylines of games, I'm not even gonna lie. My one of my favorite games of all times is Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Yeah, with the Disney characters, because yeah. it was weird to me because it was years ago when Blockbuster was open. My mom okay. took me to Blockbuster. It was just a random game I saw. I saw Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Goofy, and a kid on there. I was like, I'm going to see what this game's about. And the storyline was so amazing. I'm not even going to lie. At the end, I, I actually had one tear go down my eye, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, I'm not like, it was one of those games that I don't mind talking about. People are like, you like Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, good storyline. It's a great game. You ever played it? Nope. Okay, then. That's like someone saying, like, they never had french fries and ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Kingdom Hearts is definitely a staple growing up. Yeah. A lot of kids played that. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, a lot of these games now, man, like even back then, you know, like they had great stories. And I think we sometimes forget that when, when like sometimes, man, like you have to look at it. Some of these stories from these video games have actually become almost better than some of the films that we've seen, whether it be on TV or going to the movie theaters we've we've actually went to and that kind of just shows you how they're yep. starting to kind of like it's almost like they're starting to combine like even while i was looking at uh i think it was uh this is the end of us or the last of us um oh yeah the last of us i remember with the guy and girl yeah so i heard about it that game i haven't had opportunity to play it however i know a lot about it based off like my classes and stuff but just yeah. seeing all the different elements of just them creating a video game. It's just, it was just crazy. Like all these different jobs, all these different roles. But I think mm-hmm. the most fascinated part that I took from it was being able to see all the stuff that these people were doing to create this one product. I had some type of connection to it, to, to it somehow, whether it be from a music standpoint whether it be from mm-hmm. an animation standpoint, whether it be from a story, regardless. And I think that's the amazing part because you have some people, even right now with artists, right? You have some people who physically, they physically create artwork and, you know, their songs tell a story. Whether it be you listen to a few of their songs, you're like, okay, cool. They're actually kind of telling the actual story. Some people already kind of have that trait is what I'm trying to say. They already have that skill. The goal is to be able to apply it to these things because at the end of the day, you have to be able to when you put your art out and you want to, you know, speak and kind of just get your word out. You have to be able to do it on a on a on a scale that you feel like you're comfortable with being able to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's like even yeah. my short film I just released, Anchor. You know, that film. You know, I wrote the script myself. I got the actors together myself. I shot it myself and I edited it myself. Um, mm. and in that process, in that process, um. Uh, it was connected to the reason why I created that short film because it was con- it was acting as the intro to a video that I released from my recently uh, project called Wake Up Call. The song is called No Answer. And mm. um, I wanted to create a story, a fictional story centered around that song. So it was just kind of just like I'm going back to what I'm saying as far as having that creativity, having that willpower to be like, OK, cool. I have a camera. I know a few a few guys who be, who may be willing to do this. Let me see if I can put something t- together. And it took me like three days to actually shoot, and probably mm. probably like a week or so to kind of just get everything together. Only because I'm also doing other stuff like with schoolwork and like my daughter has a YouTube channel, my son wow. has a channel. So like I'm like managing all that stuff, and like we I really be editing their videos. Um, and just putting everything together. So there's a lot of different things coming from uh, the grant camp, but we're, yeah. <laughs> we're we're actually I'm just I'm just literally just content, 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 just because uh, you know, because at one part, you know, one side I was afraid to put out a lot of content only because I'm like, man, I don't want to overshadow people. I don't want to do too much, um, you know, blah blah blah. But I I went into this. I saw this post. Uh, one of these great marketing guys that I follow sometimes. And he was just saying how he kind of started to understand, you know, it's not about quantity, like quality is important and quantity can be important as well. It just depends on how you play it, but you can't fall in yeah. the actual realm where it's like, man, I don't want to do too much because 
people may not understand, but you have to look at it from this standpoint. If you are a great follower of a person and they're constantly giving you content, you're not going to be upset because you follow this person. You love them. That's just like somebody being, whether it be a, a Drake fan or a Jay-Z fan or a Nas fan. If these people were to drop every month, you think their core fans would be upset and be like, man, this is too much to consume. They'll be excited because that's the content. That's like me. I watch anime. And I also, I'm a yeah. fanatic, right? So, like, I got Marvel and stuff all on my walls, and I got anime stuff all on my walls. If Marvel released a, a, a movie or a show every every other week, I will be watching it. I will not be like, man, Marvel, you're doing too much, man. Like, I, I just started, like, I will watch yeah. it because I'm a follower of it. And I feel like that's the same thing when it comes to be, put, being able to put out your content, you know, put out your content to the people that you know that's going to be able to, you know, understand it and connect to it. But in that same regard, don't allow the stigma of man, am I doing too much from slowing yeah. you down? Because that's what kind of slowed me down in the in the beginning. And then one thing you did say I could relate to because you know who Gary V is, G- Gary Vaynerchuk. Of, of course, yeah, he's everywhere social media, and he told. He he um, created this um, ebook. It was for free on his birthday. It was um, how to create uh, sixty four um, different content to post on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, all these different uh, um, um, social medias, right? And he told us in um, he had a live interview. He was saying like, I put a, around over a hundred content a day. With the people who wants to like watch my videos and stuff, it's never enough. I can put out two hundred videos, a thousand videos a day. It's never enough because of the consumer. Yeah, and I was just thinking like that makes sense though because you could put out twenty videos in one day, and then you, the next day, what you got? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it, it goes that it, it literally is just like let's look at Sony for an example, right? With them releasing mm-hmm. the PS5, um. Sony, they're, you know, I think they said next month around the 12th or something like that, like November 12th, the uh, the PS5 is supposed to come out. Don't, mm. I think that's, I'm not, I'm gonna wait. Yeah, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> However, some of some stores are already like, yeah, we're already sold out. Do you think Sony would be like, well, man, we already sold out? I think we're just gonna just wait. I'm pretty sure they're gonna try to re up and try to get as many products out. Even if they already been, they already know that like they're gonna be sold out within that first week or so. But I'm pretty yeah. sure they're gonna try to get the product out because it goes back to the consumer. It's not the exactly. people who don't want to get it; it's the consumer who wants to buy it. And I think that's the most important thing. So that's why I look at when I do my content, and I and I can agree, man. Like you know, I'm human, so sometimes you can feel down. But it's like, man, you know, I don't want to overshadow this. But you have to understand. At the end of the day, if somebody follows you. And they love when you release content. You're never going to over. It's never going to be overshadowed because as soon as you release something, they're going to consume it and they're going to want more. Just like you said. So you want to be able to constantly feed that yeah. consumer. Don't worry about the masses and the people who aren't paying attention. This is all about that consumer. That's why even me and you, you know, like me and you having a relationship. If I was never ever doing anything because I was so concerned about people saying like, man, well, you're doing too much, Grand. You shouldn't be doing that. You should like you should need to be calming down. I would you would we wouldn't be having conversations about my about me and my work ethic and kind of how how many stuff I've I've done because I'll be so concerned about other individuals. You know, I don't try to let that get me down. Like I have a lot of inspirational moments, and then it come to me. I'm like, man, I want to do this. You know, so that's like even with the festival. You know, that came to me. I'm like, man, 
I got that inspiration from Jay Nolan. I was like, man, I think I want to do something similar, but I'm gonna put a spin on it. So now, even going yeah. to what I'm working on now, it's the same thing, man. I think that's the beauty of it: just taking what you have and being able to do what you can, and you know, be able to get your uh, your point across. So that's definitely yeah. my my advice yeah. on that. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, real quick, I just want to say thank you for being part of the live stream, you know, giving me um, your time. So real quick, for anybody who wants to get in touch with you or follow you, like, I got your IG right there. Any other um, source of social media they can get in contact with you? Yeah, so uh, actually, I'm going to go ahead and correct you. So my Instagram is actually with a D. So it's Jaquan Grand with a D. So my real name is Jaquan Grant, <laughs> but okay. my actual artist name is Jaquan Grand with a D. I don't know if you guys can see it on the screen right here with the D. However, on all social media platforms, I mean, you can literally just go to Google and you can type in Jaquan Grand, and I'm pretty sure I will pop up on. Yeah, so yeah, there that. we go. <laughs> so Quick Jaquan, yeah, Jaquan Grand with with a D. You will be able to see it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, all the streaming sites. Um, yeah. I also have a website, and the website is, <laughs> which I may update as well, because <laughs> the, my website is actually centered around me as an individual, but it also have all the other stuff I do. So my yeah. website is www.jaquangrant with a T. So how you just spell oh, okay. it. <laughs> but I'm going to update that just so everything can be a little bit more cohesive. But um, also, like we stated earlier, my uh, app that's out right now, my daughter's app, is called Callie's Cleanup. That's C-A-L-I apostrophe S, clean, like you're cleaning up. Um, Callie's Cleanup, and that's available on the iOS store. And I recently just released a short film and a music video called Anchor and No Answers. That's available on YouTube, and that's available on Facebook. So just go to YouTube, type in Jaquan Grand, Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R-E-D, and you will see that pop up, or you can come to my Instagram and just click the link in my bio. You'll be able to see it. All right. Well, again, man, thank you for being a part of the live stream. Um, gonna be hitting you up later on. So um, again, thank you, and I'm gonna talk to you later. Right? Okay. Okay, bro. Thank you and congratulations. All right. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right. All right. So now I'm going to go ahead and bring in my other, my next guest of the duo of AC Production, um, amazing duo. We got Sam and Joe. Going to go ahead and bring them in. How y'all doing? Doing good. Doing good. What's going on, man? Uh, no, I just had um, you know the interview with Jaquan Grand, and now I got AC Production. So. Off the, off the rip, because I know y'all for, like, X amount of years now, and y'all always inspired me from, you know, always being inspired by music, because not just on the production aspect, like, with Sam, who's on the left, you know how to play the drum, but you also know the ins and outs of not just Logic, but Fruity Loops, and your way of you know, going from free loops to logic, like logic to free loop is amazing to me. And then even with Joe um, on the right from playing different instruments from piano, bass, guitar, um, even drums at time. It's just amazing how y'all stay focused on where y'all trying to get to. So real quick, <laughs> real quick. So let me uh, go ahead and have y'all um, explain y'all background, how y'all started and where y'all trying to get to now. Um. All right, well, I can go first, I guess. Um, <laughs> now, I started off playing music in church, like, from, a, you know, just as a kid. A matter of fact, Sam was with me. We used to um, 
Yeah. <laughs> like I used to play piano and he'd just be playing drums on like the different things, uh, the different services that we have. And like every second Sunday, like the kids would play, right? And like we would play for that. And then, you know, as I got older, I started like, like dabbling up into different instruments and stuff. But, you know, I didn't start like doing actual productions as far as like beats and stuff until I hit college or whatever. And, you know, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> like what he said, we grew up making music at church, like playing instruments at the church. And then once I hit college, uh, someone introduced me to uh, how to make beats. And I always wanted to do it. I just never knew that it, it was possible or I, I knew it was possible. I just didn't know how to do it until someone showed me how to do it. And then that became like a passion after that. And I showed Joe. Not too long after that, like, Joe, look, look what I learned, man. We can make music <laughs> in school. So I was doing that and just kept it, kept it going after that. Yeah. And I remember um, years ago when you were starting off, when I was just going to SAE, I think it was before that you was going to um, the school just to use logic. And the thing is, you might be there for like like X amount of hours and then you just had to leave. You'd be like, ah, oh, I don't want to leave yet. But it just it just yeah, funny it's to see now, hard. like having your own like in house studio. You can just do whatever you want now without having to worry about time. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I perp like at first I was trying to balance school and making music. Then eventually I was like, man, I'm just gonna make music. And I eventually dropped out of school, just start doing that. Yeah. And then even from there too, because I see. Like, because we talk on the phone a lot and I just see like, you know, since COVID, y'all been focusing more on the production aspect from, you know, y'all using different plugins, y'all using different softwares, y'all trying different instruments. It's not just, you know, you know, creating trap, y'all actually creating different genres too, just to, you know, uh, broaden your horizon. So what, what inspired you to go ahead and start using like, because I know there's people who use Splice, but then also I know like there's times I'll be listening to the bass. I'm like, is that Splice? Oh no, I play that live. Or I might hear a loop, like I think it's a loop. I'm like, oh, that's from Splice? Like, no, that's live drums. How do y'all incorporate, you know, from live to Splice? Mm. Okay, so like some stuff, uh, as far as like um, Splice splice and like free samples and stuff, or no royalty samples, um, sometimes exactly what you're looking for, you can't necessarily find somebody else who did it and you got to make it yourself. And then that's when like, all right, now I got to go up and, and actually play this stuff. And then a lot of times, um, the actual live instruments, the, the analog end up sounding a lot better than digital instruments. Like there's certain like frequencies and certain like subtleties about live instruments that you know MIDI doesn't happen to have um but but then again there are certain things that I would have never even considered of thinking of that you will find on Splice or you know that you can find on Arcade or something these different plugins that allow you know um like to spend your ideas right I usually go there to get an idea or I hear someone else's sample 
And I'm like, I'm gonna make it my own. So I take it to like a doll and just mess with it to where it don't sound nothing like it. Or it's not just like it and I just work around it. But like, just, it's an idea. It's it's a spot where you always have ideas and you won't have to yeah. run out. And the reason you stopped making music was because you run out of ideas. Like you always have something. Look forward to doing if you're going to yeah. splice arcade or all these plugins. Yeah, and then I do know with Splice, because I talk to a lot of producers who use it, some of them use it as a start point. Like, right. you know, I just use Splice to, like, get a setting. Like, if right. there's something I like, a loop, I'm like, okay. And yeah, then when they start creating, like, the foundation of the beat, they'll take the loop out, and then they'll just put something else in it. Yeah, I do that a lot, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you all this, because... You know, I see y'all in the session all the time. What what is y'all? Um, I was I won't say like ritual. What's a method that y'all have that's consistent every time y'all link together? Because I know y'all both have your own in house studio, but when y'all together in the same room, like how does that work out? What it what's something that you know y'all consistent with? So a lot of times it's a schedule. So like we always meet up around a certain time. So whatever we do, whether it's like the business side or the music side, we always know we're going to meet up at this time, whether it's at one of our houses or at another place. We're like, all right, you want to meet up right here? All right, cool. And then a lot of times we we can discover or come up with things when that comes or we'll plan We'll postpone stuff for the next day because we know we're going to see each other the next day. So a lot of times just showing up. Yeah, I know uh, as far as like the music side of it, I know a lot of times I'm focused on like melodies for the most part. Like, you know, I hear a note and I know what notes also go with that note, you know, depending on the instrument or whatever. A lot of times he's really good at figuring out like drum patterns and stuff. And then that. And so that's one way we'll go about it, where we do it that way, where I'm focused on melodies and he's focused on drums. And then another way we'll go about it is like, we'll create a whole, like I'll create a whole loop or he'll create a whole loop. And then I'll take it from there and like finish the beat or he'll take it off of there and finish the beat. And we're working together with like full ideas instead of like just an instrument. It may be a whole part of the song that's already done. And then like the little things are I add or the little things he add just gives it a whole different feel because like me, I'm very musical. All my stuff is really structured. Like, but Sam, Sam, he's more chaotic <laughs> with, <laughs> with the way he goes about it, right? And so like when you're listening to our music, a lot of times you just have you you don't really know what to expect. Especially because we don't stay in the same genre, so like you, you can't get anything, honestly. Okay, that makes sense. From scheduling, staying organized, making sure y'all y'all meet at the same place. Because there's times like one producer gets there, the next producer be like, "Oh man, I'm running thirty minutes late." So it does help with knowing exactly when y'all schedule it. Y'all stay consistent with it, and then because of y'all having two different genres, from you know structure to chaotic it blends into like a musical masterpiece which is amazing because when y'all came to the studio the other day and i heard y'all recent production man i I had to call desi up like desi man you had to listen to this beat like right then and now it was 
it was crazy because like you you want that kind of beat that just make you make like you smell something nasty like mm. like that face that's when you know you have a hit and it's just crazy from the start when i first met y'all like y'all was talented with the instruments itself like playing live instruments but when it came to the production even um Sam was saying like I still got a lot to learn and now seeing where y'all at now it's amazing because y'all actually uh, built your craft. You didn't just stop. You actually, you know, learn new plugins, learn new softwares, try to understand like if there's something that you didn't know, always see Sam or Jojo like looking on YouTube or reading a post about like okay, I want to make this um, sample reverse or something in that nature or put a delay or a reverb on it. You always was willing to like learn something new and not stop it. So is there something recent that y'all probably learned new that you incorporate in your session? Mm, I think uh, for me now, like uh, when I'm just thinking about plugins, right? Um, mm -hmm. I would always think about the stuff that I couldn't get, like the really expensive plugins. If I had this, my music going to slap. This going to be good, <laughs> right? And uh, then after a while, you start obtaining these different plugins or whatever. And he's like, uh, they're just not hitting, right? But then yeah. uh, there was a point in time where uh, when I got my first setup, right? And we and I lost all the plugins that you know the mm. mainstream, the big ones. I'm like, man, I don't know what to do, right? Because this is like where. And then so now I'm just using with standard Logic plugins, right? And yeah. then, but after learning how to manipulate the simple plugins, just the regular plugins or whatever, those like that production end up turning out way better than the production that I'm making with these complex plugins. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some amazing plugins out there, but yeah. if you learn how to manipulate what you got, then yes. it's, you can make some fantastic stuff. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree on that too, because um, I tell anybody, if you're trying to learn how to mix or produce, Start with the stock plugins in itself. Before you spend a dollar on a plugin, go ahead and learn the basic because it'll help you to get better. And then I remember it was this one quote. It wasn't really a quote. It was, um, I guess it is a quote. The guy said, would you rather have a multi-million dollar studio with an amateur engineer or would you want a basic studio with a professional engineer? Because the, the atmosphere itself is there. It's who's using the equipment. Just like you were saying, you know, you wanted to get all these top brand um, plugins and pay for it, but not even starting off with the basics. And then it kind of, you know, hand in hand, because when you start using the basic, you know, when you start spending money on the top uh, plugins, you're like, oh, yeah, it's just like the basics. So I just got to tweak this a little. Oh, OK, that's how I wanted it to sound. <laughs> Big facts. So, so I rather another. Oh yeah, I'm listening. I, I'm listening. No, nah, I would say I, I'll choose what a professional engineer, what the standard setup. Cause like man, I, I saw one video. It was a top artist, and they used standard Logic plugins and made a hit. I'm talking about a like. 200 million views on YouTube with standard Logic plugins. After that, exactly. I, 
after I seen that, it, it changed my whole method or idea around like I don't need this huge setup. It, if they can make a hit with the standard stuff, then I can make a hit with the standard stuff. Like, it it kind of like reworked my mind. But my bad. What are you saying? No, I was just saying that I was agreeing with you with, you know, you know, starting off with the basics, the basics, you know, the advanced stuff is going to be easy for you. If you go straight to the advanced, then, you know, the base is going to seem so complicated. You're right. So another question I wanted to ask, okay, this is for both of y'all separate. Okay. So I need five favorite plugins or go-to plugins from Sam and five favorite plugins or go-to from Joe. So, Sam, you go ahead and start it off. All right. All right. So, my first one got to be Isotope Ozone 2. Mm. That's my favorite plugin, and it's free. And, <laughs> like, the re- reason I like it so much because you you know you know what S1 Imager is from Waves? Yeah, the Imager. Yeah, it's like yes. panning from center. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it can space out your... your uh, your, whatever you want to put in, like a drum, instrument, the whole track. Yes. You can spread it out or pan it. S1 Imager, like, it spreads it out, but you can visually see it. So, like, you can see where it's going. You can see, like, what's going left, what's going right. And then you can make it to a stereo and spread the, the sound around. So you can make a hi-hat that's just going mono. You can spread that thing out. So I love that job. I use it all the time. The cool thing about it, uh, let's say you have um, some drums. You don't know if it's mono or stereo. You can put that under. You can put that on the the channel, and then you can see if it's mono or stereo. So it's like it it can help you check things. And also, so it won't just be like, you know what I mean? It it just sounds – it fills your ear up. So I like that plug-in. Yeah. Another plugin I like is a plugin from Logic. It's called um, EQ Tube. It's one. It's it's on the new uh, Logic update, and it helps it helps saturate it. It helps saturate your tracks, or it can help saturate your instruments. And also, yeah. it can bring it can bring lows. It can tame lows. It can tame highs. You can duck the mids. And then another one I like. Um, so EQ. The uh, standard uh, Logic EQ, I use that thing all the time, yeah. um, and I, uh, I'm realizing how important that is. And the multi multi presser, that jump is amazing. And uh, it's a it's a plugin called IG uh, IG something. It's a mm-hmm. it's a saturation plugin. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like the uh, EQ tool. But it's it's sat it's its whole purpose is to saturate your track. So that junk, that junk. Once I once once we saw that on YouTube, it was like, oh yeah, we need that, and it's free. It has harmonics. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, what's that? Five. Let me see. Four. I could do no, one. That was, I think that was five. Wait, you said yeah, Isotope um, Ozone Two. You said the S One um, Imager. You said the what EQ Two. EQ two, just EQ. You know the EQ you got on Logic. Yeah. EQ. And you said the multi band compressor. Yeah. Well, yeah, the multi presser. And yeah, I guess one more. And then that saturation one. 
Okay, so yeah, that's five right there. Okay. Yeah, I love saturation too, especially... Oh, wait. Yeah, th- actually, I remember you used to use the Kramer tape so much. The, the Waves yeah. plug-in. I still, I still use it. I kind of venture off of it just because yeah. I'm like, I want to learn how to do what I want without having to use... Uh, you know what I mean? The prof- the Kramer tape. I want to see if I get the same effect with different plugins. And at, once I start doing that, I realize, I, you know, there's different plugins out there that can give me what I want or a different sound. You know what I mean? Kramer tape still good, um, but there's other plugins that I'm using a lot more recently. You can get stuck in that box. Like, yeah, I was getting. I feel like I was getting stuck in a box a lot. Like I do that just to get back to how I used to make music, but, but yeah. this, the new, the, the, the new stuff I've been using and then, yeah, but that's, that's my five for right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Joe, what are your five go-tos or your favorites? Okay. Um, all right. So I really like native instruments, transient master. And so that's where, like, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm when I'm just whatever instrument I'm working with, a lot of times, like when it comes in, it come in too harsh or like the plugs that the attacks are just too strong, right? And I normally yeah. use that to kind of like calm it down a bit on like the different instruments, just because like a lot of times I want a little bit more of a chiller vibe, like the transient master. If I like. I can turn the attack down with that to make it like a lot more chilling without having to do a whole bunch. Like that's an easy way to go about it. Um, I like S1 Imager, like he said, a lot. I use that for instruments as well, especially if you end up using like a lot of instruments and you're panning yeah. and stuff, you're kind of running out of space to literally to put stuff. Like I can p- throw S1 Imager on it, you know, and move it around and find an area to throw that uh, sound in with that as well. Yeah. Um, I like Alchemy. Like, I feel like it's really underrated just for as far as logic, man. Oh, yeah, the stock um, plug-in, yeah, I love Alchemy. That's how I started off, like, producing with Sam when I tried to produce, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, Alchemy's... Uh, that that's crazy. Like uh, I, I end up finding some really good sub bass sounds and like different um, by like manipulating like the little the different things you can you can you can make some cool bass sounds with that. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me see. What is that? That's three. Yeah. Give me a standard EQ every time, just because that jump. Once you learn how to manipulate an EQ, yeah. yeah. Bro, once I learn how to take bad frequencies off of a sound by yeah. using EQs, I'm like, oh man. And like, you'll be surprised at how many bad frequencies, like how many annoyance sounds, the sound like ring in your ear, the ringing you in your ears, the low miss, yeah. And then, like, when you first start, you don't hear it, but like after you keep after on you notice like, it, <laughs> after you notice it, you can't unnotice it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's always gonna hurt your ears, like yeah. <laughs> Um, so we use battery, battery <laughs> for all the time. Boy, oh, yeah, I, that's gotta a, that's a battery. I gotta say, battery. I was my <laughs> <don't like> <laughs> I, I missed it, but I'm like, man, battery is crazy. Like, man, as far as just kind of um, when you have different sounds that's not 
like from Logic, if I'm taking a sound, uh, yeah. you know, other than that, throw it into battery is really easy. Manipulate, organize that sound in battery and change the pitch and right. like the tone, yeah. like all of it. Man, battery is super convenient. Yeah, I love battery too. There's so much you can do, especially if you have like a big drum pad. You can manipulate it to like, okay, the kicks on the top row, hi-hat, snare. And then even within the drum pad on battery, you can like, like you said, change the pitch. You can like change the effects of it, compress it. It's so much you can do on battery, which is crazy. So yeah, that's, that, that is a go-to. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's y'all five. So let me ask y'all this. Um, because I do know y'all not just producers too. Y'all basically um, engineers too because y'all like record samples of your own vocals. Y'all put it in your production, use it as a sample. Is that something that, um, how did that come, come about, you know, recording and creating your own samples? Man, <laughs> this, started, this probably happened what, like, years ago. Early, early. Because, like, what, like, with me, once I start making music, you're looking up YouTube videos on how to get your ideas or how to make music. So, like, when I first started, I'm like, how do you make a kick? So, I go on YouTube, and while I'm doing that, I come across somebody like, how to sample. And they tell you how to flip a sample, how to reverse it, how do you make it. Like, how Kanye, he got, like, a song, and then he chopped it up, and then he can make mm. an instrument off of it. So, like, you seeing those, why you looking for how to make an actual beat. So like in the process of learning how to make a beat, you learn how to make samples just just off the rip. So knowing how to sample is like part of beat making. And that's a lot that's a lot of times what we do when we using splice or or arcade or we hear a sample on YouTube that we want to flip. You know, use samples like re remixing samples that we learned on YouTube or just from people telling us or showing us how to do it. Hmm. You just incorporate yeah. that. A lot of times, like for me, uh, there'll be certain sounds that you hear in your head and be like, man, you know, if they had a singer to go like, mm, right here, it hit. And then like, <laughs> and then you like make it different little noises or whatever. And then it ends up filling out the beat because it has the sound that you want. Um, right. And then it's just, but then after you make that sound, whatever that sound that you made, a lot of times you got to know how to manipulate it to get the sound that it's in your head out. Facts. You know? If you know how to edit your vocals, sky's yeah. limit. If you know how to edit anybody's vocal or edit a sample, like <laughs> make somebody sound like they know how to sing, then right. you can make you sound good. You can make yourself sound good. And it's to the point, like right now, we just start making like, man, you know, let's just make a song. This is just going to be a joke or whatever where we'll take something that's trash like, or just something that is just eh, you know, this would be a fun sound, a song to make and we'll make it for fun and then we'll make an actual whole production out of it or whatever and then now we have certain things that we're going to take out of that track and put it in a whole bunch of other tracks. Right. Exactly. Because I remember it was a session y'all did here and it was random. Um, it was a fidget spinner and like a piece of uh, plywood, and yeah, or it was it dry? No, it was drywall. So basically, I remember JoJo. He was so precise. He had he had um, the drywall in his hand, and I spit the fidget spinner. He's looking at the drywall like, 
<laughs> because he didn't want um he didn't want the drywall to hit the microphone, but you wanted close enough that you get like the full sound of it. We was quiet too. It was it was fun to do though. It was a process of trying something new because we was like, okay, let's see how this one sound. And y'all made a production out of it, which was crazy. Yeah, we we did a uh, not too long ago. We went to your house and we were just singing, "Yes, sir." <laughs> and we was like, "Oh man, I just so it's oh, just." Y'all made something out of it? Yeah, we'll show you what what we uh, come through. We'll show you what we got. Oh, yeah. I can't wait, though. But, yeah, it's just a process of, like, trying something new. Matter of fact, I can see in the near future, Yacy Production creating, like, uh, its own sample pack from, like, this one friend of mine. um, I think it was Armin. He actually created his own sample pack by walking around the house with a microphone and started recording, like, Open the door, let it slam, hitting, tapping the glass with a fork, um, clapping, making his own sounds coming from that. Right. Oh, yeah. It's in the works. <laughs> that's, a, that's definitely an interesting sample pack right there. Like, yeah. But yeah, we'll make our own. It'd be dope. Yeah. So, another thing. So, for someone who wants to get in touch with um, Yacy Production for like, production or you know collaboration how would they get in touch with you uh got an email uh jcproductions at gmail.com or you can hit us up on ig like we ain't big yet so the dms we have like we can see it so you know just hit us up on ig or email and then we can get to work. Oh, yeah. You can also check us out on YouTube at uh, Yacy Productions, you know? Like, we just put up our first video, like, like three months ago. It's at, like, 10K right now. Like, so... Oh, nice. Yeah. We're going to keep on putting up content. It's going to be... It's going to be crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, real quick, I would just want to say... Stuff that we coming know, out with, for real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait, actually. We're going to be... Yeah, y'all gonna come through soon so we can um link up on the next thing we're gonna do. But I just wanna say thank y'all for, you know, giving me y'all time to come into the live stream, have a talk with y'all about y'all background and what y'all doing now. So I just wanna say thank you for that. No problem, man. No problem. Thanks for having us. <laughs> All right, no problem, no problem. Thank you. So I'm gonna go ahead and um link up with y'all later. I'll call y'all um later on, all right? All right, cool. Take it easy. Hi, see ya. Okay, so that was our guest, YC Production with Sam and Joe. Um, talented producers. Y'all should get in touch with them, especially if you're looking for like creative production, not just on the aspect of just, you know, using just Logic or Free Loop, using the plugins in there, actually playing live instruments and also making instruments, you know, from the fidget spinner and the drywall. That's amazing in itself. But not to um take away from, you know, the in-the-box plugins. It's good if you know what you're doing. Just like uh, we was talking about using, you know, a multi-million dollar studio to basic um, studio depending on the engineer who's using it or even a producer who's using like a keyboard you could get like a two thousand dollar um um like trident and or a korg and have a basic um 
piano player or someone who don't understand music theory and they came to create a good beat from it at all. So that's some things you got to think on in that aspect. But before I forget, go ahead and go to the website right now. You can go and get, go ahead and get your free stock mix template for Pro Tools. That's for anybody who's trying to understand the basic. All you got to do as soon as you download it, um, you check out, we'll send you, um, we'll send you the link. And when you download it, all you got to do, open the zip file, you click the, uh, the Pro Tools template, and Pro Tools will open up. And the next thing you know, you can import your session, import your um, instruments, your vocals, your drums, whatever you have. And you can use this as your go-to template. And if you need to, you can update it to how it's comfortable for you. But the inputs and output is already set up, so you can use it off the, um, off the rip. Um, going to be coming out with more uh, mixed templates in the mix in the near future, but this is something free to show you. You know, thank you for actually listening to the video, listening to the live stream, listening to the podcast, re- reading the blog, uh, buying our products. So, just a way of saying thank you, especially YL. Um, he couldn't be here right now. Like I said, he's right now in a session, so it's a private session, so we can't, um, you know, put him on the live stream, especially with the artists he's working with. We got, um, a lot in the works still and then um right now we're waiting on our next guest um desi de Niro. he is a very talented artist um i know him for a couple of years now i met him through henry at um uh, smoke rise studios um he came to a few events with me um inter um introduced him to some of my connects he introduced me to some of his connects and it was just like a very positive vibe just knowing for the fact that he was somebody that I didn't mind like working with long term because you know depending on the individual you work with it can either be a good thing or a bad thing and like I'm really honored um actually bringing our next guest in Desi Zanero so let me go ahead and bring him in right now so what's up man everything good bro what's up Man, wonderful, wonderful. You know, just letting them know a little bit about you from, you know, being, you know, a talented artist, always focused from us meeting at Smoke Ride Studios with Henry to where you are now from, you know, being in articles, got a single with Schooly. It's just a lot you've been doing and staying focused, man. Yeah, for sure, man. That single with Schooly going up right now. Desi Janeiro, yeah. Perfect and Perfection, if y'all ain't heard it. For sure. Yeah. And then I like the music video too. That was very creative, I must say. Appreciate it, bro. So what where did the idea come from? Let's start off with that. Uh okay. I got with my um director and like creative director um behind the video. I played him the song and everything, and I was just telling him I wanted to do a video, of course, but like something different, something that'll stand out. So we came up with the uh the like school scene, you know, like Schoolie was featured on the song. So it was like, it was kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Dope and made sense. And just something like fun for the kids and like something yeah. they could connect to and like something they going through, especially like the young kids, they kind of, you know what I'm saying? Going through that kind of little phase in their life and everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was just, it was cool how we did it at the beginning. Like when Shotty wasn't feeling me and then like, you know what I'm saying? She came back around when she saw, you know what I'm saying? I was piped up and everything. So it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I love the visual too because it wasn't like a low budget because it looked like high quality, and you know, of course, you know, you got to invest in yourself with you know from from when you like writing your verse to paying for the production to recording to actually having the vision for the video 
putting everything you put in that project in the video, I saw it all. So, you know, again, man. Oh, no problem, man. Thank you for, you know, creating content that is like pleasing to the eyes because I see videos of people just, you know, they make it like they might be in the (laughs) kitchen doing something stupid. The quality's bad. The scenes don't make sense. But when I watch a video, it makes sense. So that's a plus on the aspect of like understanding where the structure the start of the script and where it's going to go too. I see that too all the time, bro. That's what I don't be want to do with my music videos. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Not to throw no shots or no shade on nobody <laughs> who do that, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? We get the homies to stand around with the sticks and show the money all day, but everybody doing that. So if you're going to stand out, you got to do something different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even with that, because we, we had to talk before the live stream about like how you connect with people, because like, I know some people automatically wondering like, how do you get a feature with Schooly? And you was telling me on the background of how that happened. So go ahead and explain how did it start off? Uh, well, shout out to my boy Ross, man. H. Ross on all his social media. But uh, that's Howard Ross, the creative director of Street Desserts. And I've been knowing him for years. He done did a lot of um, visual artwork for me, music videos and graphic design. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? I just always want to work with Schooly. So by him being at Street Desserts, I hit him up and was like, I want to work with Schooly. And he just made it happen for me. So, you know what I'm saying? They just love and being, knowing the right people. Yeah. Especially like, you know, your face card means everything because if you right. do someone dirty, X amount of years go by, you see that same person and you'd be like, oh man, why I do that? And that yeah. just shows you for like the work you put in with him, he automatically got in touch with Schooly and then Schooly did it off the rip because like, I know like, there's was, a lot of artists. Yeah. Yeah, it was like quick, quick, like made it happen. Yeah, because I know there's artists who be like, well, he, I know he's cool with you, but I don't know. I don't want to work with him. Like, there's people who are like that who don't really like to work out, work outside of people they don't know. But it just mm-hmm. shows that, you know, Schooly and um, the director that, you know, and he was um, a part of Street is X, too. And it, he just made it happen off the strip of, you know, just knowing you for all these years and y'all working together. And it was just like a form of um, a partnership that, you know, it can, you know, go as high as, you know, the next single might be two chains. Who knows? Never, never know. You know what I'm saying? I know he could make that happen for me, too. It's all about having that report. You know what I'm saying? Me and Ross got a good report. So it's like, yeah. And if it makes sense too, because like when you had the single with Schooly, you had the music video, you have you have content for it instead of just like, hey man, I want to get you on this single. Um, um, well, I'm doing that I'm with really, it, you know. Yeah, you got to do something with it. I know some people who like have singles with like mainstream artists haven't put it out yet, and they had the single for like five, six years, so it's old. Yeah. But. One thing about the music industry was old to you. If they didn't hear it, it's new to everybody else. For sure. Yeah. So let me ask you that because I know you always, you be at multiple studios. I know you um, have a session with Henry. Um, did, did it happen yet? I don't know because I remember uh, I was supposed we to go to it. Week, next weekend. Nah, we were supposed to be working next weekend. Bro, be busy on me now. <laughs> yeah, he, I've been telling Henry he needs to like, get another engineer he needs to start like training somebody i know he has an assistant but he's gonna have to outsource like his project i remember the last time i talked to him i was like hey man what's up man i got 19 songs to mix i'm like damn that's how it starts off (laughs) because like on summer on 19 (laughs) i'm waiting on some shit up 
Yeah, All but right, you know, it, yeah, but it showed his value because, of course, like you can have anybody mix it, but if you have that like trust in an engineer, because that's that's the um, artwork you bring into the world too. So, and then he has good quality too. He know what he's doing. He has a good. He has a great mentor, Justin Pedro. Shout out to Justin. Shout out yeah. to Drone. Yeah, but one thing I respect about Henry, even though he has 19 mixes, he mixes so quick because his ears are used to the room and he know what he's doing. So the next session that you do have, how many songs are you going to be um, recording or is it just like a, a vibe scene? Really just a vibe scene, bro. I ain't even going to cap you down. I haven't like yeah. planned to do a song in like years. It just I just show up to the studio, the beats get oh. played. I just go and record it, man. Okay. Yeah, everybody <laughs> has their own method. Like some people they have like four or five songs already written. Some go to the studio, go I do got like three I got three features I know I gotta do for people three or four that people that I you know what I'm saying then reached out yeah. for me to do. So I gotta knock those out. But besides oh, that, yeah. like I don't even know what's be going on, bro. Man, we always make some fast stuff though. Yeah, that that's why I love like the energy of a session because all you gotta do, some people be thinking too much into it, like, okay, as soon as we go in, we gotta do this, do that. Nah, just like walk in the studio, actually feel the presence of, you know, being locked in for like even if it's like two, three hours, stay locked in. Some people be pressured, like, man, I gotta do all this and just, you know, enjoy the vibe. Yeah, for real. That's when you probably gonna make the best music, though. Like Oh yeah. Like that perfect imperfection, it just came. Like we made that song in fourteen minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was one of them. Nice, nice. And then one thing I want to ask you because I know you be in the studio. Is there anything that um I would say would it be? It could be a ritual or like a consistent mm -hmm. method that you do every time you um in a session. Not really. Uh, no, nah, I can't even say that. Nah, I just bow out to the beats. Not even. Mm -mm. Ain't nothing okay. consistent as far as like, nah. I wish though. I ain't gonna say I wish, you know what I'm saying? Because it worked for me. I don't have nothing. Nah, it's, it's weird because some people do. Yeah. But it's what works for you though, because some people walk in the studio with sages, like they light it up, have the whole place smoking. Some, yeah, people, some people gotta have a blunt or uh, some liquor yeah. or something. So, you know, I ain't even got like that. I ain't even know all the necessity every time for me. None of that. It just be. As long as I got the beat, bro, the fire engineer, bro, I'm gonna rock, bro. Hey, that's that's your method right there, like five beat, five <laughs> engineer. If, if you miss one of those, I don't think you can create a hit. Go take off, yeah. If I'm missing one of them, it might not work out, bro. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this: Has there ever been a, a session that you walked out of like the vibe wasn't right? No, nah. I didn't have to answer your question though. It's not like give no good answer or uh, I done had like people or uh, but come in and try to visit you know what I'm saying they probably ain't even yeah. visiting me they just visiting like they might be visiting the engineer or somebody you know that'll yeah. throw me off well not even throw me off they just be they be extra weird I done had some extra weird people come in like, <laughs> we gotta go like yeah. but no, nah, I ain't never had to leave or walk on or just one feeling yeah I'm not even gonna lie I had to walk out of a few in the past because like you can feel the energy like yeah, this this not gonna work out. Automatically, I was I was in the session, and I just uh -huh. felt like no one was focused. Everybody was just drinking, smoking. No one was in the booth. Like the the, the session was paid for. It was like a twelve hour block. Yeah, and I was there for like three hours, and there was nothing productive being done. And I was just 
I had to leave because if it's not productive, what's the point of even staying there? That's a wage though, but I, I feel like only I ain't yeah only though I ain't gonna say big up artists do that, but artists I'm gonna just say professional artists because they got them bread. If you booking a ten hour session, you spending bread, and a lot of times it don't even be them out of pocket paying for it. They people be like they manager, label be to pay for it, so they just you know what I'm saying. It'd be yeah. more probably like of a work day to them at that point. I'm still hungry for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm still underground. So like that ain't gonna ever happen with me on just like wasting studio time. That's like me wasting my resources. I'm wasting my time and money. So it's crazy. Yeah, but it was a, it was an independent label too though. Oh, for real? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, because at the time, because of course, like depending on if you're um, working on a collaboration with somebody, if they're yeah. paying for the session or if they, you know, write it off, if they have a signed artist, they, People do that all the time, independent and major, just so they can get, you know, save a lot for the company. But yeah, yeah, there's there's times I walk in the studio and there's nothing being done. It's just everybody just chilling, not even yeah. producing, no recording, no mixing. It's just like a club scene. It just yeah. See, like me, I love my homies, but like if you ain't it, like I just I be moving by myself a lot of times anyway. So it's like if yeah. you ain't finna be contributing to the song or the beat, I re- really ain't no need for you to be at the studio because it's like unless you one of my homies is like want a rapper or something, and then you of course you you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna bring you along and show you everything I know. But like just to be hanging out, there ain't no hangout spot for me. Like you distracted me <laughs> if you ain't like I don't wanna walk out the booth and you all in your phone, you talking, like you taking away from the vibe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that so is true. Like, I really most sessions I'd be in there by myself just being an engineer. Yeah. That makes sense too. I, I do recommend that. So when you when you vibing out with the engineer, right? Um, do you because like you were saying, you usually vibe out to the beat, do you just like walk in the studio itself and just record as soon as you hear it, or do you take a minute or two to listen to it? Uh Either way, and it depends on the beat. Sometimes it, it touched me so much. I, I, it'll trigger an idea or a thought, and I could just go right off. Or sometimes I'd be like, I like that beat. I don't know what I want to say yet. Let me listen to it for a little bit, like you just said. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then I do know, like, uh, Perfect Imperfection was uh, produced by Jay Padron and um, Ace. Taylor. Ace, Ace Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Good friends of mine. Like, I remember I met Ace at 882 back in the day and like he's an amazing producer. Um how's that vibe? Did, when um was it um like a session y'all produced it together like or was it a beat you just heard like oh yeah I like it. Yeah, I just heard it I was like I like it and that's I think that might have been it was either that one or another song I ain't even dropped yet. One of the first beats Ace had made from me, bro. And we've been rocking mm. ever since. Like he's my favorite producer, bro. Like he Yeah. He know, he know exactly what type of beat I need, bro. Like he'll text me a beat. It's the perfect beat. Like he never missed yeah. with me. Like, yeah, he's like my favorite out of out of um Justin, Henry, and Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Taylor's like I don't know, it's something about the like the the um I'm in his vibe of like how he put eight oh eight. He crazy, bro. Like yeah. eight oh eight too, bro. He just crazy, bro. And then it's like the him and like the cloud beats, like him and Padron. Oh, you like him and Harry. Like I can tell yeah. which one's like the loud. They be crazy, bro. That boy Taylor. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. And then and then Henry was telling me like more than half of his beats, him and Taylor produced together. I'm like, yeah, that's a good um, partnership right there, though. Yeah. For yeah. Real. So like me and Ace, uh-huh. we're gonna be like the new Metro and Future, bro. Y'all gotta watch out for that for real. Or Metro and Savage, twenty one. For real, yeah, yeah. I just listened to um Savage Mode too, actually. 
I ain't heard the whole thing, but I, what I like, I mean, what I heard, I like. He, he did. Yeah. yeah, Metro always be coming in with the production. It's crazy. But yeah, I can I can see that though. Like you, I do recommend that for uh, people who are artists. Like either you know have a long term relationship with a producer or a long term relationship with an engineer. Just like Drake, you know, Drake and Forty. Forty is his yeah. engineer, his producer, executive producer because he's not only is he funding the project, he's putting his time in. Now that's something that's big. A lot of people don't really like take into consideration like the time you put into a project. Yeah. It's more value than the money you put in, in my opinion. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. And then um, the last thing before you get off, like if anybody wants to get in touch with you for like a collab feature article, how would they get in touch with you? Other than the IG that's um, down there, Desi De Niro. Other than the IG, uh, email the label is Adam at De Niro Global. ENT.com. That's the email if you're trying to get in touch with me for any bookings or um, collabs, like you just said. That's Adam, A D A M, at the Narrow Global, ENT.com. You did. Okay, okay. Well, first off, I just want to say, you know, thank you for coming on the live stream. Let me um, get a little bit of your time, you know, talk to you about what you've been doing, what you're going to do, and all that, man. So thank you. For sure, bro. You know, anytime, bro, it's a blessing and honor to me, man. You're my brother, though. So anytime you need me, I'm coming through, bro. Oh, yeah. And who knows? I might pop up to the session next weekend, man. Possibly. You did, for sure. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I'll talk to you later, all right? All right, for sure. All right, man. All right, so that was um, the artist, Desi De Niro, very talented artist. So that was um, all of our guests today from Pour Up Sip. Port Up Sip, Cat on the Move, Jaquan Grand, JC Production with Sam and Joe and Desi. I just want to say thank you for everybody who's um watching the live stream. And like I was saying, if you want to go ahead and go to rebelears.com by eight o'clock tonight, I'm gonna go ahead and put out the 50% discount for either the slime preset pack or the 420 preset pack. And the way to get that, all you got to do is go to um, my IG at rebelears.ray, R-E-B-L-E-A-R-S dot Ray. Go ahead and DM me a 50% off pack. 50% off pack, and I'll go ahead and DM you the code for it. But it's going to be... Um, Unlimited supply. We're going to have it for at least, um, let's say, Sunday midnight. Okay? So that's a few hours that people have enough time to, like, hit me up. And then we might extend it possibly, but just letting you know it's going to be until um, tomorrow midnight for you to um, go ahead and get 50% um, off the preset pack. But other than that, I just want to tell everybody, thank you for watching the live stream of the second part of the Rebel Ears plugin. Go to the website at rebelears.com, read the, pot, read the blogs, uh, listen to the podcast, and stay connected. So from everybody at Rebel Ears, thank you for listening. Keep tuning in.